Welcome back to my Wellbeing Wombats to another episode of Wellbeing and Your Wallet. I'm Grant Gallagher, head of financial wellbeing here at Affinity, and joining me today is my wellbeing buddy and co-host, Sean. Sean, say hi to the folks. Hello, everybody. Great to uh, chat with you again, Grant, as always. Yeah, my name is um, Sean Lubitz. I'm the vice president of retail branches here at Affinity Federal Credit Union. Great to be with everybody again. Always happy to have you. You join me on the podcast here, Sean. Um, so, Sean, do, do you know what a group of wombats is called? What would that be, Grant? No guesses? You don't even want to try? Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself. A group of wombats. I don't know. If you ask me crows, what's that, a murder, right? That's, a, yep. that's an odd yep. one. I do not know what wombats are. Okay. Well, I'll save you any more painful guesses. It is a wisdom. Oh, which, wisdom yeah. of wombats. Okay. So it not only fulfills my unhealthy obsession with alliteration, but I feel like it's also quite fitting, you know, since our listeners have the good sense to tune in and learn how they too can improve their well-being with us today. Uh, you, when you go that, to those, yeah, you go to those trivia nights. When that comes up, you can thank Grant Gallagher. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> and, you know, given that we have a uh, unscientifically validated group of the smartest listeners in all of podcast land, uh, you know, I think henceforth, they're the well-being wombats, you know, and like some, it. yeah, until somebody can prove me otherwise that they don't deserve this title, they're getting it. So thank you again. Uh, you know, happy new year, everyone, you know, new, new year, new you welcome to 2024. Um, before we jump into our conversation, let's kick it off with a little bit of an icebreaker. Uh, you know, Sean, um, there's a song for facing unexpected expenses. What song would it be? So I thought about this one. Um, I have to go with hard knock life by Jay Z. That's that okay. to me is just, uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen to everybody. Those unexpected expenses. So it's a hard knock life. I, I feel like we're coming in at opposite ends of the spectrum because mine, <laughs> mine is shake it off, you know, oh, yeah, it's, it's very uh, different, you know, you got to roll with the punches, you, you know, it's going to happen, but why stress over it? You know, you're trying to attract the Swifties to the podcast. I like it. Good you call. know, I got, I, I got two little ones at home. So, you know, I, I hear shake it off probably at least three times a day. <laughs> so, all right. If you haven't figured it out, uh, obviously we're talking about you know the new year, your your financial goals, your financial resolutions. Uh, you know a little bit of talking about last year's money mistakes and how we can pivot and you know make things a successful financial twenty twenty four, and you know how you get that moving. So you know jumping right into it, um, you know Sean. Managing your finances in the in the new year, um, you know, what can we share with our listeners to make their financial lives a little bit easier? Um, sure. And, and even even more specifically, um, you know, when's the last time you revamped your budget? Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny. I think I'm in the process of it right now. To be very honest with you, um, obviously times are changing, right? The, the the interest rate environment is is having an impact on everyone. And at this point, you you see some of those monthly bills start to creep up, um, whether it be minimum payments or if you have um, a, a variable rate loan of any kind, you're starting to see those those minimum monthly payments start to creep up. And it takes its toll on everyone. So me and my wife, we've been going through everything. We're trying to understand, again, what, what needs to be paid, right? Yep. Got to pay the house. Got to pay the cars. Um, I was looking through our, our statement the other day. I saw Amazon Music for $20 a month. Mm. Like how often do we really, you know, we have Spotify and Amazon music. Yep. You know, is that an expense that we need to continue with? Is it really worth, you know, the $20 a month for how infrequently we, we go on that app? So I think just everybody really, 
again, dig deep into what you're spending money on, understand if there are the, those, um, those reoccurring monthly expenses. And again, some of them you're going to have to pay, whether you like it or not. Others, you have the option to cancel and, and save some money that way as well. It's so true. And I feel like I'm always very critical of, of the, the subscriptions, but you know, the new year is really the perfect time to really take a critical eye at everything that you're spending and saying, you know, is, is it really worth it? Am I really getting anything out of this? You know, almost all of those services you can go into and look at the history, you know, so even if you have a family plan, you can see if anybody in your family's been using it. And, you know, if nobody's logged into your Netflix account for, for three months, I mean, maybe just cancel it. And if a new show that's really exciting comes up, you can always subscribe They're They're not going to tell you no. Absolutely. Um, And there's some, I think, I think Netflix is one of them. There's different levels to it, right? If you want 4k video, if you want, I don't even know at this point, there's, there's different like premium options. So again, I think sometimes we get in the habit of, yeah, we want that upgrade. That's only, you know, $2 extra a month. Sure. I'll do it. Another $2 a month. Sure. I'll do it. And all of a sudden you look and you're spending 30, $40 a month on this. And are you really using those extra features that you're paying for? So again, it might not even be necessarily canceling the subscription as a whole, but just reviewing what options you have with that, that provider. That is a great point. And I myself just downgraded my Netflix plan to the ad uh, supported one. And I will be honest, I, I hate ads. Like <laughs> there is nothing that I hate more than sitting through ads, but I use it so infrequently that I'm just like, all right. I mean, if there's something I really want to watch, I'll sit through, you know, five minutes of ads, you know, it's not, yep. it's not a huge, huge deal. And, uh, you know, I changed it and I haven't heard any feedback from anybody else in my family yet. So, uh, seems like it's going over well so far. Yeah. I, um, I'll give you another example quick too, again, because I just recently went through it, but audible is another, um, another subscription I was paying for to get audible credits every month. And I was downloading audio books and I do listen to them while I'm driving from time to time. Yep. But I found that I was kind of getting backed up. Now I have multiple books that are available to me that I have not listened to yet, but I'm every month. It's like, I have a new credit. I'm like, I haven't even finished the book or the audio, you know, the audio book from the last two months. So that's something I just recently uh, canceled even again, $10 a month, but it, it all adds up. I'm, I'm running into that with some subscribe and save stuff. I have, you know, my, my face wash ran out and I'm like, Oh man. And then I got the notification, your subscribe and save is about to ship. And I'm like, Oh, perfect timing. And then I go to the pantry and I realize that I have two sitting there and I'm like, oh, maybe I should have been paying more attention and not, you yep. know, hoarding for the apocalypse, you know, because I now have enough face wash for the next like, I don't know, half a year. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's important to just stay on top of that stuff. You know, it shouldn't it shouldn't feel like a chore to have to, you know, keep on top of your subscription so you can keep up with it. No, it should. Sure. You should adjust it to match match your lifestyle, um, you know, and it, that's kind of the same thing when it comes to budgeting, you know, there's different ways to do it. There's different approaches to it. I mean, realistically, the most important thing is just that you have one and you do it, but it, it, you know, it also has to be realistic. Um, you know, one of the things there's, you know, I read that there's a a 50, 30, 20 rule out there and it's, you know, 50% of, of your, your, uh, income goes to your needs, 30% to your wants and 20% to your savings. Now, Sean, like it. we've made it a few minutes into the episode, and I have not dropped any statistics. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah, it's about time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So there's a Lending Club report, and 62% of adults are living paycheck to paycheck. 
And they've been tracking this since 2020 in partnership with payments. And the lowest it's ever gotten in, you know, that entire time span is down to 52%. So, you know, as of September of last year, 2023, 79% of consumers earning less than $50,000 were living paycheck to paycheck. 68% earning between fifty dollars and $100,000 were living paycheck to paycheck. And 44% of consumers earning over $100,000 were living paycheck to paycheck. So then on top of that, those that were living paycheck to paycheck in any of those groups, 22% of them reported struggling to pay their bills. Yeah. And then within that same group, 90% of those reported at least one emergency expenditure that depleted their savings. So, you know, they were basically that one emergency away of being in this really tough financial situation. Oh, and by the way, you know, with inflation and cost of living and all that going up, the average consumer emergency expense rose by 16% and is now $1,700. Yeah, so, it's, um, it's, I love the stats. I'm not going to lie, Grant. I do love the stats. It's, um, it's funny too, because when I was thinking about this, there's, there's the, um, like the quick win, right? Like I cancel Amazon Music, you cancel your, your Audible, you know, monthly subscription. That takes, I will tell you, if you sit down for a couple hours and you really get into it, you will have it all figured out. You can cancel what you need to cancel. Um, you know, downgrade certain services, like you said, with Netflix potentially. That's a, a really quick win, but that's not changing your behavior, right? That's just right. a, that's just an action you're taking. Yep. It's it, it's even deeper than that. So let's say you now start to save, you know, 150 bucks a month from these subscription services. Are you now going out to dinner more because you have that extra money? Are you ordering food more? Uh, is DoorDash coming to your house every day, dropping off food? Yep. Um, it really is that entire kind of mindset and behavior change to say, all right, I'm, I'm not only going to take this action to kind of get my finances in place, but how do I want to behave moving forward? And one of the things that always stands out to me, I'll be very honest, I was always one of those person or one of those people that if you need something, there's there's lending options for it, right? You take out a loan, um, you get what you want and need, right? Definitely some some needs in there as well, but also some wants. But um, my my best friend, total opposite of the spectrum, right? He is very much you save for what you want and you pay for it yeah. versus taking out loans and um potentially getting into a situation where you're overextending yourself. So again, two different ways to look at it, but just understanding your behaviors and understanding too, it's not an easy flip of the switch. It's something you have to work at every day to uh, really create that habit. Yeah. And in all honesty, neither approach is wrong. You know, it's, it's all about what matters to you, but the important part is, are you being intentional, intentional and purposeful in that decision? You know, is the amount of interest that you're going to pay to borrow money to buy whatever you're buying, is it worth it? Sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no. Um, but that's that's what it is. It's You need to be thoughtful about it because if you're going through that exercise of saving money, of cutting back on, on your subscriptions, and the end goal is just to save money, well, you're probably just going to find somewhere else to stick that money and it might not be meaningful. It might not matter. Um, you might have been getting more joy out of the, you know, once a month song that you're listening to on on Spotify or Amazon Music versus it, you know, just going to who knows. Yeah. Um so it's, you know, that's that's really it. It's, you know, being intentional and and my statistics before weren't intended to be be doom and gloom. 
uh, you know, was really to highlight the importance of building up that emergency fund, you know, whatever it is, and making sure that it's there. So, you know, you're not one emergency away of having all of your savings depleted and your progress towards your financial goals just completely gone overnight. You know, it's yeah. it's unfortunate that it's so easy with such a expensive average emergency, but that really just highlights the importance of going through this budgeting activity, figuring out what works for you, and, you know, kind of highlighting the uh, weaknesses in the 50-30-20 rule. Yep. Um, but, you know, while while 30% budgeted on your wants seems realistic or unrealistic, you do still need to have to budget for something that you want. Because if your whole budget is eating your vegetables, you're never going to succeed. You know, you got you to gotta factor in the French fries. You got to factor in the pizza every once in a while. You got to cut yourself some slack. Um, yep. You know, yeah. those. We, um, it's funny too. It just even kind of transitioning over to children, right? We've talked about your kids before, my kids before. It's um, while they don't necessarily have a budget to worry about at this point, my oldest is 12. Yep. Um, it's really important that I want them to understand how money works, right? Yep. So I know that when I was younger, I, when I wanted something, I was out at the store. My mom reminds me of this constantly now being in, in banking. But when I was younger, I was like, I, I really wanted this. I think it was a bike. She's like, no, not right now. Like, you know, you know, don't have the money for it right now. I was like, yeah. Yeah, just write a check. I see the checkbook, <laughs> right? Just write the check. Yeah. You have plenty of them in there. Write out whatever you need to write out. Um, and I want to make sure that my kids don't think that way as well, right? So they see, yeah. you know, you go to the ATM, you take money out. That's just a machine that gives you money whenever yeah. you want it, right? That's, that's what they see. Yep. As long as you have a card, you can go in there and you can take out whatever you want. So. It's, um, it's been important for us, too, to just kind of educate them on that as well to ensure that they see the value of, you know, going to work, earning money, and then, again, yeah. understanding the cost of things. It's not just get everything you want whenever you want it. No, it's it's so true. And it's, you know, being being visible in these intentional activities of, of managing your money and how the money gets there and how you're spending it is, you know, it's a really valuable opportunity to explain to your kids what it is, why it matters, what you're doing. Um, because, you know, there's still that taboo where people are uncomfortable talking about their money with their families, their loved ones. Um, but that's, you know, that's how they're going to learn. You know, some some states teach financial literacy, some don't. Um, but, you know, the best place for them to get it is right at home from you directly and, and you know, learning what you're doing and, and why you should. Because, I mean, today, you know, not to sound like an old man, but it's like today we're even more disconnected from our money than we've ever been where it's like, you know, it's all digital. You know, mm -hmm. kids kids are spending money, Venmo, Cash App. It's, you know, all just digital currency. They don't have that traditional piggy bank with, you know, money and actual physical dollars that they're spending at the store um, where you at least had a little bit more of a physical connection to your money and, you know, yep. the denominations attached to it. So it's even more important than ever to, to make sure they understand that value and how it gets there and, you know, how those dollars translate into, you know, the hard work that mommy and daddy have put into at work. Yeah. And again, we, we've talked about this before too, but again, creating that behavior early is huge. So the, the 50, yep. 30, 20 rule, the more you can get that into the, you know, the kid's mindset, even when they first start their, you know, their first job, 
you know, they get their paycheck for a few hundred dollars. That's the time to kind of instill that mentality in them. Yeah. Um, cause again, you're not going to miss what you don't have. Yeah. It's harder to, to change the behavior and start to put money away and saving after you've been, you know, you've gone so long just enjoying your full paycheck every time right. you get paid. And, and the same thing goes where you, you know, want to display that purposeful spending that we're talking about. And, you know, since, since we're, we're talking about a little bit about new year's resolutions, I'm going to beat up on the gym membership as, as I like to do. Um, you know, it's, it's so important that you do have something in your budget this year, you know, take that away from, from this conversation that you have something in there for your physical well being, that you have something for your physical health. But, you know, if you signed up for the gym membership last year and you haven't been there yet, or you only went, you know, a couple of times in January, be realistic about it. What other ways can you approach improving your health that isn't going to result in you just throwing money away? Because if your kids are seeing you spend money on a gym membership, but daddy only went there once, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's okay if I sign up for Netflix and only watch it once a year. Yep. You know, be, be intentional, be visible, um, you know, and you know, commit to eating healthier, maybe commit to some equipment at home, you know, commit to something like, uh, classes, you know, those, those, those help motivate you. Um, actually something I had heard recently from a a friend of mine, they use a service called class pass and it's like, you get credits and you can go to different classes, you know, nearby you. But the one thing that I thought was really interesting is to help motivate you. If you don't go to a class, not only do you lose your credits, but they also charge you on top of that. So, you know, a little bit of a financial pain incentive to, to help uh, get you there and, and, and promote your physical health. Okay. Interesting. I, I don't know if I, I like it or hate it. I like it putting the, you know, a little bit of, you know, monetary value on, on missing a class. But uh, yeah, it definitely would be encouraging to not miss those classes at that time. I think I would probably just wind up poorer than I started out. So <laughs> not enough motivation for me. So let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit and, you know, talk a little bit about financial challenges, you know, what, what common things do do, do people usually face this time of year when they're looking and pursuing their financial goals, reworking, you know, what they're doing for this year? Um, you know, what, what can we just do to help people set themselves up for, for success? Yeah. What I, um, what I like to tell people is, you know, we talk about challenges. We talk about setbacks and some people lucky enough to go, you know, a couple of years, multiple years, whatever it might be without really feeling it. Um, but I always tell people, I, I believe it was Mike Tyson that said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face, right? <laughs> everybody yep. is, everybody is going to feel that setback. Everybody's going to feel that challenge at some point. And you might think you have the best plan in place. Um, but it will happen. And it ha- if it hasn't happened to you, it will. Hopefully yep. it's not, you know, astronomical in, in size or, you know, whether it be affecting your wallet or just your, you emotionally or physically, but, um, you have to, it's hard to plan for the unexpected, but again, having that emergency savings is really, really important. Um, and again, the more things that you acquire, such as a, a house, a car, as you're acquiring these things, that's a lot of times where these setbacks come from. Yep. So, Again, just kind of keep that in mind as you're, you know, you're acquiring these things. There's also that risk that there's going to be um, out-of-pocket costs that come down the road from having them. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. It's like if you 
don't have an emergency fund, that should be the number one thing that you're focusing on in this year. Um, it's, it's not a, it's not an if it's, it's a one. And, yep. you know, hopefully it's not to the extent of that $1,700 average, yeah. uh, emergency expense, but you, you never know. Uh, you know, that's, that's the trouble with averages is that means that's the middle, you know, there's a whole range up and above that. And, yep. you know, flat, uh, flat tire, you get a flat yeah. tire. I feel like tires now are, you know, a couple hundred dollars. That's not something that's, um, you know, most people can just say, ah, you know, I got it. I got it covered. It's not a big deal to, you know, a few hundred dollars is a few hundred dollars. No, it's, it's so true. And, and, you know, realistically, where's that money going to come from? It's going to come from your progress against any other financial goals that you're working towards. And if that's a big enough, you know, multi-month setback, that's hard to come back from, you know, it's hard to catch up and, and that's really demotivating. So, you know, plan for it as, as much as you can to, to set yourself up, up for success. Um, you know, and okay. one of the things, things that, you really need to do when you're thinking about your your goals for the new year is is be realistic. You know, now is not the time to shoot for the stars. You want to make sure they're achievable. Uh, you want to make sure that they're time bound. You know, we've talked about smart goals before. So it's smart. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That aligns here too. Um, you know, and and automate the activity as much as you can to to help yourself succeed because we've talked about it a little bit before. But you know, psychologically, you you feel that pain of spending when you move that money, but that little drop in the bucket towards your overall bigger financial goal, it's not going to feel that great. You know, you yeah. feel good when you see that progress and you're getting there, but that one, one time transfer, it's not, it's not going to provide the emotional feedback that you need to keep you motivated. So remove yeah, that pain, good, automate it's it. A good point because yeah, you don't want to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start saving this year. I'm going to save $10,000, right? Yeah. For some people, Great. Very realistic. Majority of people, not the most realistic thing to, yep. you know, put that much money away. So don't start with the goal, even with end of year, start with the idea of like, Hey, I'd love to get $500 in my savings account. Yeah. When you hit that goal, that's the first step, right? All right, now let's get it to a thousand dollars and, and kind of, again, get excited and celebrate those wins. As you hit those milestones, it's harder sometimes to, again, look at the, you know, the finish line again. And when those setbacks hit, it's even harder then to say, oh, now it set me back even further away from that goal versus, you know, I was at 500 before my goal was a thousand. I was almost there. Now I'm back to 600. That's all right. I'm still above five, right? I'm still yeah. above that last milestone. Let's continue to move forward. Well, and that's, that's an important point is, is the milestones and breaking it down because, you know, you should really be looking at your goals from, you know, either on a paycheck cadence or a monthly basis. So at least like, I mean, if you're committing to, to some sort of savings goal and you break it down to a monthly, a monthly goal and you're like, oh, wow, I can, I can never hit that. Or I'm, I'm just making it by, by the skin of my teeth. That's going to give you a reality check. Maybe it's too ambitious. You know, maybe you need to scale it back a little bit. Sure. It'll take you longer, but if you, if the choices really achieve or not achieve, I think you'd rather extend your timeline by six months and achieve it rather than get frustrated after six months, give up and, you know, not have the amount of savings that you need for whatever you're looking to achieve. Yeah. I think where, where I see a lot of people struggle too is, you know, we talk about consolidating debt, right? And it, it, it does make sense, right? If you have high interest rate debt and you can consolidate it to one lower interest rate, one monthly payment, um, that does relieve some of that burden or relieve some of that stress, but it's important to consolidate with a plan. Yeah. So consolidating debt and then continuing the same habits 
you're just going to get back in the same situation yep. with that newly consolidated debt on top of it. Um, so again, I think it is that time of year. Look at your finances. Look at you know what you're spending on. If you can consolidate some debt, again, sometimes it's a. Or I would say majority of the time, it's a really good option to consolidate and um, again lower your monthly payment, and it'll allow you that option to save money each month, biweekly, monthly, you know, whatever it might be. But consolidate with a plan is what I would tell yeah. everybody moving forward. No, that's 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 a really great point. I mean, you you have to have to figure out how you're not going to fall back into your old ways, how you're going to, you know, manage your debt. And and maybe it is simply just taking our advice from today and being more intentional in in that spending. Um, but paying off debt's a, a super popular financial resolution. And it's a, it's a good one. I mean, it's, you know, that's one of the, the biggest stressors that people have in their financial lives is just an, an overburden, overburdening amount of debt. And, you know, it's not, and, and of course, there's there's a lot of different advice and, and wisdom out there. You know, there's different methods, snowball, avalanche. You know, realistically, there's no right way to do it. The, the, the right way is committing to it in a consistent way, making those payments over time, committing to a certain amount per paycheck or, or per month is key. Um, you know, and again, it's it's being realistic. Do the math. Figure out how it fits into your budget. If you can't pay it off as quickly as you want it to, but your monthly payments are covered, that's still a win. You know, you still have a plan in place. You don't have to like it as long as it's going to work. You know, it's like you, you, you chip away at it. Absolutely. And I always like to plug our, um, our team members here at Affinity because, again, they really are extremely caring individuals who really are looking out for your best interests. So if you're someone who's like, yeah, I would love to put this plan together. I don't even know what yep. to look for, right? This is a... The podcast is just a snippet of, you know, information. But if you do want some more direction, you want to look at it more from a, you know, an individualized standpoint of your finances, come visit one of our, you know, our team members in the branches. I give one of our team members a call through our 800 number. Um, again, they they have the skill set required to be able to to assist with that. Yeah. And, you know, they're professionals. They have these conversations all the time. They're not going to be surprised by anything you share with them. They've probably seen it all before and can give you some really good advice. So, you know, the best thing you can do is have that conversation, have those expectations set, you know, have them help you contextualize what's a big goal or a little goal or what's easy to achieve and what's not. Um, that's what they're there for. And, you know, that's one of the, the really key benefits of being a credit union member is, is having that support structure in place. Absolutely. So with that, uh, I think it's about time we jump over to our member mailbag. So I've got a, uh, a fresh one for you today, Sean. Okay. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. Today's member noted, I've struggled with saving money and it always seems like unexpected expenses derail my plans. How can I create a realistic savings goal for the new year that accounts for life's uncertainties and helps me stay on track? Ooh, I feel like that's a that's a loaded question, right? That's a that's a tough one. We always talk about things being individualized, and you know, no situation is necessarily the same as another. But what I what what recommendation I would give is, while there are a lot of uncertainties, right? There's anything can happen. Sometimes, like I spoke to before, you can identify areas in which it can happen, right? So you, you have the house, you have the car, start to think about what could go wrong in that situation, right? Um, if you don't have a car, right, you live in the city, you take um, mass transit every day, you're not worried about 
a car breaking down, flat tires or things like that. So think about your lifestyle. Think about what could go wrong in, um, you know, with your current expenses, you physically, right? If you're someone who, you know, has some health issues and that's been a problem in the past, I would kind of take that into consideration. Think of, you know, what, what could go wrong over the next couple months, over this year and start to plan. And it'll help kind of create a more individualized approach of what those, those roadblocks and those, those challenges would be. Yeah, no. And, and that's, and that's exactly, you know, in line with what, where I was going with this. Um, I will say that this question was strategically chosen as a teaser for an upcoming episode where we do talk a good oh, amount well about played. emergency well played, savings. Sir. Yep. Yep. We do that once in a while, you know, planning and, and strategy and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, but you know, like you said, it's, this is why you have an emergency fund. It's so you don't derail your plans. It's so you can keep moving your goals forward. Um, you know, and again, if you don't have it figured out in your budget, you got to readjust your budget. You got to work it so that the, the unexpected expense does not derail it. That is exactly why it's there for. Um, and on the flip side of things, just having that emergency fund and knowing that that money is there, you're not going to stress about those unexpected emergencies quite so much because you got them covered. You figured it out already. So good, good for your wallet, good for your well-being. Definitely, definitely, definitely emergency fund. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I do want to remind uh, folks if they did want to uh, submit a question or comment for a future member mailbag segment, they can send it to us at Affinity FCU on Facebook or Twitter, also known as X, with the hashtag member mailbag. All right. So uh, got a quick product spotlight for us, uh, some financial well-being resources to prepare for the year ahead. Uh, at Affinity Federal Credit Union, we want you to know we want to know you better and offer you the best resources to help you on your financial journey. Our professionals are here to assist you in reaching your goals with confidence. Whether wherever you are in your financial journey, we can lend a hand with numerous tools to enhance your financial well-being, including articles, webinars, and credit counseling tools, and more. Our extensive blog library covers topics such as personal banking, auto buying, credit, and credit cards. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about home buying, budgeting tips, theft prevention, and more from our experts, you can register for our free online webinars and seminars today. Uh, we also offer free credit counseling services through Navicor Solutions and Consolidated Credit. And both organizations offer an extensive credit report and budget reviews to provide guidance to enhance your future financial plans. Uh, you can visit affinityfcu.com to learn more today. All right. So we talked about a lot today, Sean. Uh, I think we covered a lot of ground. I think we gave some good advice to uh, our members and our listeners on you know, their New Year's financial resolutions, their budgeting, their savings, emergency funds, and just overall setting themselves up for a successful financial year. Uh, you know, what, are, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I, I try to harp on this every podcast, right? I, I really encourage everyone to visit one of our branch locations, sit down with one of our team members, um, even if it is just to get to know Affinity a little bit better, right? Or to build a relationship with the individuals within your local branch. Um, again, also over the phone. We have some amazing, yep. talented people who can assist you over the phone. There's a, a tremendous amount of resources on our website. Um, again, Affinity really really prides itself on looking out for the well-being of our membership, right? We want to be a we want to be a big part to help our our members improve their financial lives. We want to make sure that we, you know, we play a part within our communities as well. I will say this, we 
look forward to being back in our Denville community early 2024. I know it's been a it's been a little bit since we've been out there, but we will be reopening our our Denville branch within our within the St. Clair's Hospital. So getting Very back exciting. out to that community is going to be extremely excited. Um, I know I'm excited for it. The team members are excited for it. So it's going to be a, a good year in 2024. I am looking forward to it, and I, I think we're already off to a great start. Uh, so thank you for those words of wisdom, Sean. Um, you know, as usual, uh, just a reminder that you can submit a question or comment to our future member mailbags at AffinityFCU on Facebook or Twitter slash X with the hashtag member mailbag. And of course, we love having you join us and interacting with us. And, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mind, write the rating, liking, and or subscribing for more well-being in your wallet. We would greatly appreciate it never hurts to tell your friends as well. Uh, You can visit us at affinityfcu.com for additional information about financial well-being and affinity products. And as always, thanks for listening and be well. 